Hey, this is Kevin Nagrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Brian Mohan with us. Brian is a Maxwell Leadership Certified Coach, Trainer, and Speaker. He empowers individuals and teams through his visionary coaching, dynamic leadership, and a proven track record of catalyzing success. With over 50 years of diverse leadership experience, Brian is dedicated to bringing additional growth to the individuals seeking to achieve their fullest potential. With that being said, let's welcome our today's guest. Brian Mon, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's definitely a pleasure uh, to be on your show today. Very excited to host you. Let's begin with your journey. So, tell us about yourself. Started in Missouri, and what something that ignited you to become entrepreneur. What was that? Absolutely. So, you know, when I was a, a kid, I I was aware of the economic situation that my family was in, primarily because we moved quite often. It, not because we were in the military or what have you, but just, I guess, the way my parents managed their finances, we were consistently moving. So to give you an idea, like I went to four different high schools. So one different high school each year of, of my high school career. So at a young age, I kind of realized that was not, I wanted to break that cycle. And as I kind of thought about what that looked like as a teenager, becoming independently wealthy became a goal of mine. And I realized that as long as you entrust an employer to take care of, you're not probably going to achieve all of your goals and dreams. And so I had decided early on just to, to pursue entrepreneurial opportunities as I as I progressed in my life. So it was clear for you early on in your nascent stages like that you want to become an entrepreneur. So what were some entrepreneurial pursuits that you chose before becoming a coach? Absolutely. So yeah, it, I had a really big epiphany moment when I was 16 and it, it happened at my first youth camp. And I don't really know how to explain it other than I, I kind of got an idea or I, it was revealed to me or I had a vision that would kind of change the course of my life. And the vision at that time was that I saw the potential that MTV, which was a, a pretty big influence in, in the media world at the time, that it would help lead my generation away from like traditional values and beliefs. Now, this had not happened when I had had original vision yet, but because of that, it was very concerning to me. I kind of asked, you know, in that moment, well, what what can I do to help not when preachy, but just help restore some of these values and and beliefs and and not so of a preachy way. And that answer was kind of like creating a media company that would produce faith-based content. Again, it wasn't preachy, but just it helped reconnect, I guess, what the separation would cause with the media and so forth. Does, does that make sense? It surely does. I get it now. Let's try to understand the aspect of coaching that resonated with you the most. So why coaching? Absolutely. So as I became an adult, I started realizing in that same pattern that I originally identified that gave me a spark to become an entrepreneur, started fleshing out, well, maybe if I understood some of the patterns that my parents and my grandparents and, you know, the down the generation that had kept my family in like poverty and never really achieving their own dreams. If I could start identifying what those patterns look like in myself, maybe I could break that cycle and not only uh, be successful myself, but also so that my kids and my grandkids would also be able to to see a different life, one that created stability, one that created wealth, those type of things. So that's what I've been spending the last 30 plus years doing is is really doing a, a deep dive and 
kind of fleshing out what that looked like. I've identified certain patterns of behavior, like borderline personality was something that I was impacted by growing up. It led me to interrelationships with, with ladies that had tendencies like that because that was all the, the, the love that I knew. And I also saw that it was impactful on my other siblings and I could see where that started to impact my own children. So I'd say in 2000 was really when the, the hard path towards becoming a coach took place. Uh, I read a book by Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. And I think if anybody's a, an entrepreneur or trying to improve their life, um, they've either read that book or they really need to read that book. But the, the concepts that I had not been taught either by my father or just not having that influence in my life, I really started finding value in this message. And, you know, you think the title Think and Grow Rich means it's going to teach you how to become wealthy, but really it's, it's all about your mindset and moving forward. And as I have painfully learned how to break some of the, the bad habits that I've been conditioned with and also have learned over time, it really kind of put me in the course of, of starting a coaching business. And I honestly thought I would be, be certified in the Napoleon Hill as an instructor first. But I ended up finding my way into the John Maxwell team and finding the resources I needed, the mentorship, so that now as I continue to grow, I can share those experiences and I have experience in my own life that can kind of identify some of the patterns that people are, are experiencing and, and just helping, not telling them how to fix it, but helping them go through a process where they, they then understand and the light bulb goes off and then we start working on ways to progress. Totally, totally. I get it. Now. So mindset it is that can lead a person to poverty or a mindset is the thing that can lead a person to wealth. Let's get into the, the success stories now. Some of the client success stories, if you can share with us anything that is on the top of the mind right now, just to get an insight about how it happened. Well, sure. I can tell you that just in general, how your mindset can set the tone. So I had an opportunity to uh, be a shift supervisor. And I know it's not necessarily like part of the coaching business, but the coaching that I did in that role helped lead to some some big success. So the shift that I had taken over was uh, a shift that had the most injuries and the lowest production quality. And so that was a huge challenge to overcome when I accepted the position. But as I spent some time learning about and, and observing what was some of the patterns of behavior, I, I started recognizing that that people didn't know their why. They weren't sure why they were doing what they were doing. They just knew that if they showed up and they did some stuff that they would get paid, but they weren't understanding that they weren't taking ownership of, of the job itself. And so what I worked with that team on was just understanding the value of uh, why they are doing what they were doing. And in this case, we were making we were making yard and spandex for military parachutes and backpacks. So it's kind of a big deal. But what we were seeing was machines weren't being cleaned properly, which led to the degradation in the product. People were not following proper guidelines when it came to proper PP personal protective equipment. And that just, that like there was four shifts and each shift kind of, whatever the last shift didn't do fell on the next shift to care for. So I built, I, I kind of got everybody in the room and I helped them understand what we were doing was really important and why we needed to do it, even if the previous shift didn't. And so the result of that was a 30% increase in, in the quality of our product. We quickly became uh, the number one producing shift and the, there were zero incidents in that time. 
And that's just because I was able to connect with each of my the individuals that I worked with and help them figure out what their why was besides just getting a paycheck. Totally, totally. So the why matters the most. Let's try to understand now the methodologies or steps that you usually take to gravitate towards when it comes to transforming somebody's life and helping them achieve their goal. Absolutely. So some of the things that I've learned in my own personal journey, and I didn't believe me, oftentimes when I am talking with a client, but the advice that I'm giving them sometimes can be directly applicable to even what I'm going through at that moment. Maybe I'm a little bit more progressed because I've been in that mindset for longer, but it's still applicable to me. So I find it very important because a lot of folks do what Napoleon Hill calls drifting. Like they might have a an idea or a dream that they want to pursue, but for some reason, they don't believe that it's attainable for them. So it's like standing on the outside, watching somebody else do exactly what you want to do and just continue in that cycle of drifting. You know, if I could only, if I could if I could do this or if I had this. And it's really kind of breaking through that mindset and understanding, helping the person understand what what have they been conditioned for? Because we've all been conditioned throughout our lives based on either who was our biggest influence when we were growing up or tried to, to become like someone else that we admired. And oftentimes we find ourselves just, you know, stuck in a cycle where we're not accomplishing a whole lot. So I try to break those down and, and, you know, I've been guilty of telling people what the the answer is in the past because I can see it, but I'm learned throughout my coaching career that uh, Tony Robbins is one of the best to do it where he can ask a question and it, it helps the person pull the answer out themselves. But all he's done has been a catalyst to, to redirect their focus to the actual problem because we only know and we only react sometimes based on the outside you that we have. Maybe we've had that person that has always been, that's never believed in us that we, that, and has just talked down to us or what have you. And, and we tend to cling on to those moments more often than we do the folks that tell us that we can, because we haven't achieved that level of belief in ourselves. So we remember, and we carry that false guilt and shame that somebody else put on us unfairly. So helping my clients kind of get to the point where they can recognize where those moments are in their life and and basically lay those that false guilt and shame down, sorry, false guilt and shame down or just let it go, it really helps that process of moving forward and they start seeing more clearly. Yes, totally. So can you please now tell us about the catalyzing substance substance or catalyzing things because you cannot give them the advice directly what are some trigger questions what are some of the questions that you ask to to help them lead towards the answer faster sure yeah so really it's just very simple what is it that you've always dreamed of doing i help coach artists musicians and one of the things that that i try is just helping people ask you know what is your definiteness of purpose because we all probably have had that we saw that gets us excited every time we think about it. And so it's asking questions that that kind of give them permission to dream a little bit. I'm amazed at how often we don't feed that desire more often. So, you know, that's a, a real quick question. You know, like I would ask you, you know, is this what you're doing now? Is this what you've always wanted to do? You see yourself doing something different and there's no wrong answers. You're just trying to get an idea of what it is that the person thinks about the most. Got it. 
now let's get some leadership tips from you right so if what are some of the leadership tips that applies to every leader no matter what they're into absolutely i having the privilege of being a john maxwell certified coach of course we get some insight and we get to hear when john maxwell writes a new book and he I, i'm finishing up one of his courses on everybody communicates but few connect and so some of those principles are just listening and, and even in dale carnegie's how to win brands and influence people he talks about that if you just listen, people speak an opportunity. And if you have an opportunity where you can feed into that, it, it, that's that's the number one thing is communication. Listening to what folks are saying around you, even if it's not in alignment with, with your total vision as a leader, it helps give you insight into how somebody else is experiencing or how they're translating your vision. So I would say communication would be first and being approachable. When you're not approachable and you're not humble and you're not willing to communicate, that can put up walls. And I've seen that in organization after organization that I've been with. There's not a lot of dialogue. It's pretty much, we've decided to do this and you need to do it. And if you're struggling with it, tough, figure it out. Which sometimes that's the case. But so communication would be one. I would say too, as a leader, if you're if, if you have a team that's helping you make your vision happen, stay true to your vision. Be aware when it's necessary to maybe adjust a little bit, but you know, staying true to your vision, embracing resilience. We all go through things in life that can can seem but possible to overcome. And so we kind of get stuck in a moment where we're arguing with whether or not to push through or not. So resilience and having adversity, it's definitely and then Learn from every experience. One of Napoleon Hill's favorite things that I've clung to is that no matter what happens, whether it's your fault or a circumstance you know, that's bad, you know, there's an equivalency to benefit in everything. So if something bad happens to you, try to find the good in it and grow from that. Because first of all, it won't keep your mind stuck in the thing that happened to you. But you know, secondly, you're starting to see that maybe it's opened up a new uh, opportunity that you wouldn't have even considered before. Don't underestimate the power of perseverance. Just keep pushing forward, even when you don't feel like it. And I know Ryan Tracy, he talks about self-discipline. And one of the things that really I've embraced, his definition of self-discipline, that's the ability to make yourself do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. And and we are, you know, a lot of us, we live by our emotions of what we feel and don't feel and what we're passionate and not passionate. But when you come to when it comes to entrepreneurship and achieving goals, you can't rely on on how you feel. Like you just have to be so make your mind up that you're going to do it, whether you feel like it or not. And then finally, I would say seek guidance and support. I could certainly not have been as successful I've been in the past or even uh, in the future without having a mentor who has either achieved what I want to achieve or has the insight that I need that can flush out maybe what I'm thinking to help me understand what to focus on. So having somebody to talk to also is very helpful that can help you again and hold your your thoughts and, and move it forward. That would be some of my suggestions. Yeah, totally. Some great leadership advice that we just got and do that like if you want to use it, use them. If you feel that there is something else, don't stop exploring. Don't stop learning. So next question. So before we move forward, Please let us know about the best ways of reaching out to you, Brad. What are they? Absolutely. So I too have a podcast and the website is Attitude is a Lifestyle. 
So attitudeisalifestyle.com. That would be the best way to reach me. You can download podcasts. You can also leave comments. And also there's a Facebook page, which is Attitude is a Lifestyle. And then of course I have Twitter and social media as well. But you can find all of those links on the Attitude is a Lifestyle page. Attitude is a platform, guys. So do reach out. Next question is about misconceptions. What are some of the misconceptions that you come across when you work with clients or some of the misconceptions that you feel that are in the coaching industry today? Absolutely. I, I would say that there is somewhat of a trust issue, especially if someone has gotten either bad advice or maybe they've made an investment and they haven't gotten what they were expected to get out of it. I've heard lots of stories like that. So I was reading yesterday where Don Maxwell, let me pull this up real quickly. He made a comment that really made sense and it can apply to the question that you've asked. And I appreciate your patience. Fix this. So he, he talks about when the first six months that communication overrides credibility. So anytime you start a new relationship, especially a coaching relationship, you're relying on communication that first six months. And then after six months, credibility overrides communication. So it's it's helping if you are in a relationship. I know my coaching programs usually last about 12 weeks, depending on what the person is trying to attain. But I'd say that's been a misconception, you know, that I've had to overcome and really untraining what somebody else's experience has been to one that's, that fits with what product and what, what you're trying to deliver. Got it. Communication, credibility in the first six months and after that, credibility, that's communication. Okay, got it. So final question for the day, Brian, what are the action steps? What do you suggest the listener does? after listening to this conversation. Absolutely. It's all about writing down what you want to accomplish. And once you kind of have a vision for what that is, then it's creating a game plan of how you were going to achieve it. So you know that there are, are resources and tools that you may have to access for you to be able to uh, move forward with it. So kind of figuring out, doing your research, figuring out what that looks like, setting daily goals. Uh, one thing in, in my process right now that uh, has been kind of hard is I'm learning that you literally have to only focus on today because if you try to, if your mind is off in the distance and your mind is where you're trying to, to be. So uh, you're trying to not focus on today and today alone, you're not ever going to get there because you're having, you haven't dealt with today's issues. So I would focus and write those lists of what you need to accomplish today and I always suggest writing uh, in your daily schedule, creating a list of, of non-negotiables. So those action items that you cannot miss for that day, maybe it's you've got a job so that from nine to five, you have to commit to that time to do your job. Well, that is a non-negotiable. Uh, a non-negotiable non-negoti uh, would be like, when are you going to do your laundry? You know, when are you going to do your grocery shopping or even some of the shopping things? So I know that's just kind of an example, but, but create a daily list of non-negotiable items and negotiable items and make sure that if it is a non-negotiable, then you stick to that. That would be some of the, the best advice I can give for somebody who's just trying to get started. Thank you. Thank you. Folks. Thank you so much for such great advice. So writing down your goals is important. Understanding what the non-negotiables are is another thing. And then understanding what could be negotiated and working towards the goal on a daily basis. And focusing on the today is some of the most important aspects 
for your success so brian thank you so much for such a great conversation again one of the best ways of reaching out to brian is his website at attitude.com so brian thank you for being such a great guest Yeah, thank you, Karan, for uh, having me on and inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And, and uh, I just have one question for you. How can I serve you? The best way you could serve me is as soon as this podcast is released and we have gotten some traction to it, hopefully uh, we would reach out again and uh, ask you to be a guest again because this one seems to be like a blockbuster to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. Thank you. And with that said, I am your host Kiran Agrawal signing off. You guys take care. Bye guys.